0: weather and science
1: across the globe the weather jazz podcast what is crazy hot and super cool at the same time it's as clear as a bell there's only one thing it could be and you're listening to it get ready for today's episode of weather jazz
0: Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's Wednesday, middle of the week. Well, typically it would be Science Wednesday, but every once in a while, yep, we change things up for, well, usually some sort of reason. Hi everybody and welcome to Weather Jazz. This is a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and sometimes some off-topic episodes. This is going to be one of them. And normally I do that on Friday, but of course, when things happen, I generally react. More on that in just a little bit. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast on Bornier. I'm the Senior Meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 308 for Wednesday, March 16, 2022. And here we go. We're right on the edge of two absolutely stunning days. For those of you in the Ohio Valley, Make your plans accordingly and do something outside, plan something outside, even if it's just a walk after dinner, before dinner, sometime while it is still light. And of course, we've got the lighter later now, and that's definitely a good thing. But if you live in the Ohio Valley and you're listening to my voice right now, you already know it's a fantastic day. Started wonderful, great sunrise this morning I was up before 6 a.m. and got to witness that sunrise. Naturally, that sunrise is an hour later, so it's darker in the morning when I get up 6 a.m. now. But that's okay because we're enjoying the benefits in the evening. Now, the tables are definitely turned in the winter time, and perhaps as many of you already know, the US Senate passed a bill making daylight saving time permanent. Of course, that has to now go to the U.S. Congress side. Both houses have to pass this legislation, and it has to be signed by the president in order to become law that would become law in November of 2023. However, there appears to be enough resistance in the U.S. Congress to perhaps not allow this to go through. And quite frankly, and I know an awful lot of parents here in the Ohio Valley who would be dead set against this. Why? If you remember this, and perhaps you don't, but let me refresh your memory that when we tried this, and we tried this during the Jimmy Carter presidency, during the energy crisis in the early to mid-1970s, and I believe it was 1973, that for one year, the switch to standard time was suspended, and we stayed on daylight saving time right through the winter. And oh, let me tell you that the parents, all parents on the western side of any of the U.S. time zones, not happy at all. Why? Because their kids were standing at the bus stop in total darkness until 830 8.45 a.m. In fact, we recently had a guest, and that guest is coming up on Weather Jazz in just a few moments. That's uh, my special shift that we'll be making today. But my guest and I were talking about this uh, in our living room, and he remembers it. He was in high school. I was in high school. And he remembers that so many of the parents, even on the eastern side of the time zone, having to put these little reflective stickers on their kids' coats as they're waiting for the bus at the bus stop because it was totally dark. I have been very upfront with the Weather Jazz audience that I am not in favor of putting daylight saving time in a permanent status. I am in favor of putting standard time in a permanent status. If you want to, Maintain one thing, let's make it standard time. In fact, there are already folks in places like Boston, Providence, and Portland, Maine that are talking about breaking away from the Eastern time zone and going over to the Atlantic time zone just to escape the nonsense of having their kids wait in the dark for their school bus at 8, 830 8.45 a.m. Folks, let's not make the same mistake. And I encourage you, if you agree with me, you may or may not. But if you do, contact your congressman and let them know that you want standard time year-round. If they're going to make a switch to make something permanent, make it standard time and not daylight time. Uh, there's going to be a lot of very unhappy parents in November of 2023 in that winter, if that takes effect. That is my forecast, and I'm in the business of forecasting, being a meteorologist. Just to let you know and give you a little bit of heads up, I think there's enough resistance in the Congress, in the House, to defeat this bill. I certainly hope so. If you want to make something permanent, make it standard time, not daylight saving time i'm gonna get off my soapbox right now and we're gonna take a short break when we come back uh, we're gonna suspend at least for this wednesday our trip through the solar system and looking at uh, some of the wonderful objects in our very own astronomical backyard we'll return to that don't worry however i have a very special guest he was our guest in our home over the last 24 hours, he was driving from California to Connecticut and made a stop here. And he does have an important weather jazz connection. Let's see if you can figure out who this might be. We'll take a short break. When we come back, I'll have my guest with me and we'll enjoy a nice conversation. All right, the gentleman that has crafted my Weather Jazz studio, you're all familiar with him. Bob Gilmore has uh, come back for a visit, but he's just staying the night, and uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. And you are coming from the West Coast. Now, you're not from the West Coast, but you're from Connecticut. This is your first, essentially, coast-to-coast drive across now you've done
1: a lot of travel right I have I have absolutely uh, I always thought it would be fun to travel across the United States you know on, on a car trip uh, never thinking it would actually be for a, a work experience I had to build a studio and deliver it to Pasadena, California from Connecticut which mm. is where I live and uh, so I had that opportunity in fact I did it in four days. I left on a Saturday morning from Connecticut and arrived in Pasadena on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and, I mean, it, I'm almost 62, and it took me all those years to finally actually uh, to do the trip. The, the van was so packed, though, that I couldn't bring my wife, Suzanne, so I had to do it myself, but she couldn't get the time off from work uh, anyway. And then um, got some other uh, projects to do out there while I was there, and then now I'm on my way back home, and uh, naturally, I always have to stop and see Andre. So it's uh, quite a pleasure. In fact, uh, I left Pasadena on a Saturday, and I came back a different way. So um, I, I could I could discuss you know how I went out and how I yeah. came back. You want to hear that? Sure. Yeah. So, and you know, first
0: of all, I wanted to mention that I thought being the very well seasoned traveler that you are, because you traveled. Oh, my goodness, 40 years ago to come see me at my first job in Iowa. Mm-hmm. You've been to British Columbia. You've been to Montana. You've been to Idaho. You've been to Arizona. I thought you had done a
1: coast-to-coast trip at some point, but this is your first one. It is. I, I've been around most of the country. In fact, there's two states that I haven't been to, and it's Arkansas and Hawaii. And uh, and I, I just missed Arkansas on this trip. So I decided when I went out, I wanted to take a southern route simply because it's a safer route when it's uh, cold out. I didn't want to run into snow. So uh, I ended up driving through, let's see, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio, uh, Illinois, uh, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri. uh, And then I went to the corner of Kansas, um, Missouri and Oklahoma. I actually stopped at the uh, they have a marker stone there. It's not the four corners, but it's three corners. Mm -hmm. And then I continued on and, uh, uh, let's see what was my next stop. It would be New Mexico, Arizona, and California. Uh, and on the way back, a last minute decision thinking, I don't want to go back the same way. The weather looked clear. In fact, I checked with Andre and I said, you know, can you let me know if the, uh, the pass through the Rocky mountains is going to be okay, which is the, I think it's the 12,000 foot, uh, Is it the Eisenhower tunnel or one of those tunnels? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going to be okay. So I thought I'm going to do this. So that took me up a different route through Las Vegas, a little corner of um, Arizona into Utah. And I'll tell you what, the beauty in, in Utah is stunning. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, if if you've never been to, uh, to uh, Utah, Arizona too, for that matter, uh, in your life, you should you should do that because it's it's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And sometimes when you're driving along, timing is is the ultimate thing because at the end of the day, I was at a magical point where the sun was hitting a lot of that orange rock that they have out there, and the and the photography is is just it's there to be had. You know, just get out your camera. And in this day and age, it's my phone. And uh, I managed to get a lot of really beautiful photos. And then I continued on after Utah to uh, um, uh, Colorado, where they had uh, quite a bit of snow up on the peaks there. And by the way, I, I need to start back a little bit. In Pasadena, it was like summer. The, the, the temperatures were in the 70s and 80s. And uh, when I got into Colorado, it was um, in the uh, mid-30s, I would say, some places around 40 up the high elevations, uh, still plenty of snowpack around. And then I went down and uh, went up through Nebraska on the way home uh, and Iowa, back in uh, a a place where you worked on your first TV job. Uh, I drove by Cedar Rapids. It didn't go through it, but I did did drive by it, uh, taking me into um, uh, Illinois, Indiana. And then Indiana... At the very top of Indiana is Interstate ninety, and it grazes itself along Michigan. So I decided that I would get off an exit and go up into Michigan just to say I was. I added another state to this particular <laughs> trip. But I, I will say uh, I picked out a great hotel on the water. It was on Lake Michigan, and it turned out to be beautiful um, and, and affordable, simply because it's the time of the year uh, where prices are a little more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then drove from Michigan uh, back into Indiana and into Ohio, and here I am. Tomorrow I will hit Pennsylvania and uh, New Jersey and New York State, and finally Connecticut, back home again. So, I would imagine Susanna is just uh, chopping at the bit to have you back home. She, she is absolutely, and it's going to be great to see her. So, uh, and good to see my uh, my kids, my two boys, Ben and Evan. Ben is in college at UConn, and uh, he's got spring break this week, so I'm going to get to see him, so it's going to be nice. Perfectly timed,
0: and we'll share some of the pictures on weatherjazz.com in that episode, so if you want to check out some of those photos, especially of Utah, and I have to agree with you, Utah is just one of those really magical places. It looks like you're on a different planet, and uh, the... the, The landscape, the rocks, the color, very unusual colors uh, there in that state. And um, so, yeah, we recommend that. We especially recommend uh, Zion National Park and southwest corner of Utah near uh, places like St. George and uh, Cedar City. Mm -hmm. I went right Um, through Cedar mm -hmm. City.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, tell me then. You've seen a lot of states this go around. I know you've seen a ton of states in in your in your 40 plus years of traveling. Mm-hmm. But this particular one, what state was your favorite one? Was it Utah?
1: I think so actually because the colors are so magical, the uh the shapes and the forms of the the hills um are unlike any place else on earth. Mm. Um I will say I enjoy the summer weather in in Pasadena because it's uh it 's a nice summer temperature and it 's dry it 's not a hot humid mm-hmm. condition but but uh for photographs absolutely um utah yeah your
0: least favorite part
1: probably the the gas prices in California. <laughs> Yeah, I saw them go up about a dollar fifty. Uh, in, in, in just a week and a half, that it was it was there. So uh, when you left, what were they? Um, five ninety nine and into the sixes. Wow. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And the minute you went over the border to not Nevada and Utah, it went down really, really rapidly. Yeah, relatively it was back into the fours. Yeah. So that's still expensive enough. Well, though. it has
1: to do a lot to do with the California taxes, and I think that. Uh, California alone charges something like 50 cents uh, per gallon. Uh, They add on a lot. There's a lot of taxes. Yeah, and that's what makes it very high.
0: Well, aside from the gas prices, what state, excluding Ohio, of course, which wouldn't be included in this list anyway, but which is your least favorite in this whole trip so far? Either going to or coming back from California?
1: Oh, probably Missouri. (laughs) Um, and I, and I can't really say like St. Louis is beautiful. The arches are beautiful, but once you get past that, it's pretty, um, it's pretty boring. Um, now I would say you, the flatness of Nebraska and the flatness of Iowa, uh, certainly has that, but there's a magical feeling about the way that is. And it's a uh, very pleasant, the least favorite drive I had. Uh, and the longest part of it seemed like the trip from Denver up to the corner, just as you go into Nebraska. That seemed extremely long, and the roads are um, uh, cement blocks or, or, or pad things, you know, and, and you go over those things and it's da, 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 and oh. it's like a machine gun going off under your car. So it's not paved like it, a normal highway? It's, it's, cement. it's cement. Oh. So um, if they were to pave over it, it would solve the problem. But it's pretty, it's, it's, it's uh, not chewed up, but I think it's warped for, over time from the winters. Um, that's and the it, interstate. And, it, and it's boring. It's yeah. really, really boring there. There's nothing to see. Mm. So, oh, Well, I can't remember
0: getting picked up or speeding between Denver and yeah. Cheyenne because it's easy to do that because well, these long stretches and you're just kind of not paying attention.
1: Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's 25 going north and yeah. south. Um, I didn't go that route this particular time, so I don't know... Um, I don't know how to grade the road because I didn't ride it. I have ridden that before, mm-hmm. but it was back in the 80s and 90s. So. so
0: so the one with the cement patches, that was like a state route? Yeah. Or yeah,
1: no, it was an in interstate that goes from Denver up to Interstate 80. Oh. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember um, what route number that is. I, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. But if you were to you know look at a map... It's it goes from Denver itself. I think it's Interstate seventy six. Okay. Um, and when you take that up to that corner, mm. it's just a long, long haul with uh, almost no exits, and it takes you up to um, the junction of uh, Interstate eighty, uh, right near Big Springs, uh, Nebraska. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for
0: stopping by. And uh, it's fun to have you in the studio that essentially you built for me and and drove out to Connecticut from Connecticut last uh, August. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. People, uh, for those that are unaware, maybe new weather jazz, uh, podcast listeners, um, there is an episode much earlier. I'll have to go dig it out and dig, dig out the number, but, uh, we had uh, Bob talking about uh, that particular journey and uh, the fact that these Weather Jazz studios that, that I just love hanging out in every day, it's kind of like my quiet zone here in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bob built that, so uh, he's very talented, and he built a, f- a number of things while he was out in California, including um, a, a pergola, a, an upcoming patio for someone, and of course a radio station. Uh, that was uh, pre-built in his, in his van that he brought out to Pasadena. And you've got another radio station project coming up when you get home.
1: Can I do. You, can you tell me about that one? Sure. It's uh, a radio station in Wyndham, New York, WRIP. They call it RIP 97. Or RIP seven nine, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the facility that they're in right now, they're losing the release on it. I guess there's a new owner of the building. So they called me up and said, "We need to to move our uh, studio to a new location, but we want to start over kind of new." So I ended up building uh, designing, and I'm going to be building their furniture uh, this week and delivering that hopefully in another week or so, and get everything wired up there and put them on the air for them for the, from their new location so yeah, it's, uh, it's another challenge uh, that I have to work through and should work out okay. So uh, send us some photos
0: when you're done. Maybe we'll share it with the Weather Jazz folks so that uh, people can see uh, what you did. If they've, they've seen the work here, and if not, maybe I'll post some new pictures from Weather Jazz Studio here so that they can see uh, just how talented you are. We've been friends for four plus decades, and uh, another four plus decades to go at the very least. I hope.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll send you some photos. Right now, as I
0: speak, Bob is on his way back to Connecticut and very, very likely listening to this very podcast as he traverses the uh, eastern U.S. through Pennsylvania, through New Jersey, maybe just north of New York City, dependent on the traffic, and heading home to southwest Connecticut. And it was great having him here, and uh, perhaps uh, we'll have Bob back again sometime very soon. Bob has been on Weather Jazz before because he is the one that custom built my workstation for my studio here in the Weather Jazz Studios. And uh, there's some pictures up on WeatherJazz.com from a much earlier episode when he came out last August with his wife to install my workstation. And uh, I got to tell you what, this is my my uh, hideout, if you will. Whenever I want a quiet moment and get some work done or to record forecast for WKJA Heartfelt Radio and or right here on this podcast, Weather Jazz and periodically some other projects come along too that require a little bit of audio production. This is where I come and it's just a wonderfully quiet place as it is Essentially soundproofed, I can hear nothing else going on anywhere else in the house. Great stuff. And again, a reminder, if you'd like to see some of the photographs that Bob took on his journey back, especially some of the very colorful ones through Utah, I posted one of them on my Instagram account just today. Uh, He essentially snapped a photo of some free-roaming bovine. I think it was in Nebraska, if my memory serves me right, but it was somewhere, certainly Nebraska, Colorado. And he said they're just out roaming about and very friendly and come up to the car and just kind of look at you. Uh, So go check that out on my Instagram account. Andre Bernier is my handle. Or just go to episode number 308 of weatherjazz.com. I'll include some of the photos that uh, he's been Sending me periodically, I would imagine a few more will come today as he finishes his journey back home to Connecticut. His family, certainly very anxious to see him. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence. Grow the audience and help me to do that, especially if you know somebody who would really enjoy this kind of a program. Do you have a question or a topic suggestion or just want to call and say hello? I welcome your input. You can reach me via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line 234 525 5888 or you can send me an email weatherjazz at yahoo.com. So, what's happening on Friday? We've got an open line Friday. My plan? is to welcome back one of our meteorologists our new additions his name is dante jones if you've yet to sample dante oh you're missing out because he is just not only a delight very funny very personable uh it's a great addition to the fox eight weather team so dante and i will sit down and we'll just yap about life and maybe a few other things i've got a few fun things up my sleeve that he doesn't know about quite yet. Those are the most fun things and aspects of a shotgun interview with Dante Jones coming up on Open Line Friday. We'll see you then.
1: Weather and science across the globe. Across the globe. Across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.